If You're Listening is brought to you by Pepsi. If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. Hi, I'm Ramsey. I'm Heather. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Ramsey? I'm, I'm still blown away by that Super Bowl. Ah, yes. The big winners of that game were unexpected. I thought <laughs> that uh, when the weekend went out on the field and uh, tackled Tom Brady, it was crazy. Yeah, that's true. Although, I mean, okay, uh, spoiler, everyone, we haven't seen the Super Bowl yet. Uh, Someone on the Chiefs does have COVID. They just found out today, which is not funny. It's just like the NFL has done so fucking little to keep their players from getting COVID. It's that's (laughs) crazy. It's insane. Um, The NFL is terrible. Um, What a time to be alive. Um, I eat a ton of snacks. That's all I'll say. I also know that is going to be a true fact for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to make some vegetarian buffalo dip, my favorite. Ooh. I'll, I'll just, just DM me if you want the recipe. It's very good, everyone. I'm going to tell you, you don't need the chicken. You don't need it. You just need the buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Just, I've oh. had this dip, and it is. She is right. It's so good. <laughs> and I like buffalo. Chi- I'm making uh, chicken finger subs that are buffalo chicken. Yeah. But yeah, just you checked. just uh, don't need it. You put beans in the dip. Okay. Ramsey. Heather. This is the most research I have ever done <laughs> for an episode in uh what number are we on? Uh oh like a hundred and eighty something a hundred and eighty-three episodes. I think this is the most research I've ever done for an episode of the podcast. Our listeners have heard of those thirty-three and a third books. Yeah, this, this is, is my <laughs> This was Heather's it. uh she did more like sixty-six and two thirds here. Okay. This episode has been Potentially our most requested. Oh, really? Uh, I think I think yes. Which also, I hate when people like influences are like everyone's asking. Okay, not everyone <laughs> is asking. Like five people have asked. I don't want to be that person because I find that person very irritating. We get a very diverse list of requests, though, so we it do. is kind of rare that there would be something that has this many. Uh, yeah, definitely, probably the most requested. Um, but also. Not an album I'm super familiar with. Hmm. Um, so today we're going to do My Comical Romance, The Black Parade. Okay. Let's start with you, Ramsey. What is your familiarity both with My Chemical Romance and The Black Parade? <laughs> so we did do My Chemical Romance before. We did their first album. Did we? I think so. Does it have like a comic no. book art? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did three cheers for Sweet Revenge. Jesus, yes. I did not remember that. Okay, to be... We did that last year? Yeah. I think that was a remote <laughs> oh episode. Like, I think that was within um, quarantine. My God. I assumed we never did this. Anyways. Uh, was there a guest on. on that? Nope, just me. Okay. That's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um... So I do remember that. I mostly remember the album art. I don't really mm-hmm. remember the music. Um, mm-hmm. I believe I came in with sort of gothy preconceived notions uh-huh. that were not exactly disproven. Buckle up. I think they're going to be proven in this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like the Black Parade came up on that episode. Almost only, certainly. Yeah. Because it, it. I think there's an Arcade Fire album or song that mentions a parade that I always think of when I hear the feels, Black Parade. Feels right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Of Montreal has an album called The Gay Parade. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Kind of the opposite of a Black Parade. Uh, using the old-timey term, gay, is what I meant. 
oh oh sure yeah that makes sense i was like i don't know maybe but no that makes sense <laughs> right when you have an 1800s brain like me it makes yeah, perfect yeah. sense yeah uh, a dark depressed parade or a happy parade exactly <laughs> okay um i know nothing about this album though okay well let's start with some facts for you how about that um Oh, wait, I really forgot to write down one very important thing that I need to find out right now. I Is literally it have the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that was probably on every single thing that you read that it was like just common knowledge at that point. 2006. Uh, I, uh, Three Cheers was their first album. Second album. And this is so their third album. OK, so this is their third album, The Black Parade. Um, it went triple platinum. Wow uh third studio album uh produced by rob cavallo who was green day's producer for almost all of their albums um he did a lot of other stuff that like he did uh the other one that i remember mainly was like goo goo dolls like most of their albums as well Hmm. um but so he a weird mix goo goo dolls and green day how dare you (laughs) they're an iconic band um I, i just mean in terms of tone Old Green Day or old Goo Goo Dolls was punk. It's still not the same punk as Green Day, but still. I'm making um, skeptical eyebrows at you. It's true. I, it's I, true. I, this right, is a fine. true fact. I mean, I'm not trying to say like Iris is a punk song. That's <laughs> not, not a hill I'm going to die right. on here. Like Billy Joel um, was punk before he was Billy Joel. So yeah. Um, okay, so Ramsey, this album is a rock opera. Oh, how do I feel about that? I don't know. How do you feel about that? Intrigued. I'm intrigued. This could break pretty badly pretty quick based on Coheed and Cambria, or it could be good. I like a rock opera. We've also done, um, I don't know that it was a, it's not a rock opera, but also um, Green Day, uh, American Idiot. Right. I forgot about but that. But I would say Green Day and Coheed are probably the only albums we've done that are comparable as far as like telling a cohesive story. Um, Until our Jesus Christ Superstar episode. Or, or Tommy. Um, <laughs> which is relevant because uh, this is supposedly very inspired by like a big 70s and 80s influence on this album. Interesting. Okay. Uh, a lot of Beatles, Pink Floyd, um, probably The Who, um, mm. now that I've mentioned them. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. Um so it's a rock opera, as I said. Set, this is a direct quote. Centered on a dying character with cancer known as the patient. Mm. Um, so it tells the story of his death, afterlife, and reflection on his life. Like a, what's that Christmas movie about that? Uh, <laughs> Not that. It's a wonderful life. No. Oh. oh. I'm thinking, well, to be fair, I'm thinking of the Disney version where it's a. Scrooge? Scrooge. <laughs> Uh, uh, so christmas carol a christmas, no, carol, christmas carol that's yeah. what i wanted that's okay. what i wanted oh oh like the ghosts of past present and future i kind of yeah that's what i was thinking of it when i literally when i wrote this down i was thinking of donald duck or whatever the fucking duck that is scrooge it's scrooge it's scrooge yep scrooge mcduck <laughs> sorry i got there um i mainly know him from ducktales um oh what ramsey just pulled a fucking scrooge duck onto the screen from next to it Oh, Jesus Christ. I like okay. Scrooge McDuck. Oh, okay, well. <laughs> okay, I know who you're going for in this GameStop saga. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so 
Death appears to a person as their fondest memory is mm-hmm. a thing that Gerard Way believes, apparently. And in this instance, that's a parade. Oh, okay. Okay. That's kind of sweet. Um, Am I remembering the- that MCR is like one of those situations where it's mostly one guy? No. So they're a okay. full ass band. Um, so- <laughs> Unique use of ass there. I kind of really like that, actually. <laughs> So Gerard Way is the lead singer. Okay. Uh, his brother Mikey is also in the band. He is the bass player. Great candy bar, Mikey Way. <laughs> Great. And then uh, they've had. It looks like they've had a couple of drummers. Um, and then Frankie Arrow is their uh, one of their guitarists, um, who's been. It's been basically Gerard. Ray Toro, who is their lead guitarist, Frankie Arrow, and Mikey, basically the whole time, uh, with a couple other people in and out throughout. Okay. Um, I've seen Frankie Arrow solo. Um, so they're a New Jersey band. If you remember, I believe they started this band in the wake of 9-11. Hmm. Um, I think they're like, I think they're, how, hold on, I want to look. Oh, no, a little, like, Gerard is 43 now, so a little okay. bit. So they were probably working at that point. Um, okay. So this was supposed to be their last album. Oh. They came out with one album after this, four years after it. Hmm. Um, Are they still around? Well, you said that you saw one of them solo, so I'm not sure. Well, I saw, I saw Frank, but that was years ago. But um, they were doing a reunion tour last year that got canceled. Or oh. not canceled, or at least rescheduled because of COVID. Um like they were playing like Barclays in wow. New York. So like this band is huge. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Did the success of this album basically keep them together? So no, they still broke up. So basically this album came out, like I said, in 2006, their next album came out in 2010 and they didn't do anything oh, wow. after that. So, but I don't think, I mean, I don't know if it's contentious. I did not find any of that in my research. I, I think they, part of it, what like part of what I researched is they straight up toured this album for two years straight. Wow. Just two years on this album. Uh, there is a thing about how this album is cursed. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, they recorded it in a, a haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do it, guys. Yeah, why did you do that? Uh they rewrote it four times, apparently. Yeah, because uh, the ghost kept erasing it. Yeah. They're, like, basically, they were recording videos for this, and people kept getting hurt. The drummer literally caught on fire during one of the video recordings and kept playing and got second and third degree burns, which later got infected and then turned into gangrene. Oh, my God. That's a, this is a curse. This is... Um, can we... I don't want to listen to this. What's going to happen to me? It's like the ring. Right. <laughs> I Wait, also, I realized now I didn't finish doing my research because I have a thing at the bottom uh, that just says Liza Minnelli question mark. So let me. <laughs> so let I, me... I was going to joke that at the bottom of your notes it said finish the album question mark, but Liza Minnelli question mark is even funnier. <laughs> it actually says question mark Liza Minnelli. Somehow that's but, better. Yeah. Uh, because I meant to do follow-up research. Um, <laughs> what if it was just like, I need to find out what Liza thinks of this album. I think she sings on one of these songs. What? Uh, 
mm, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, she, they enlisted Liza Minnelli to perform a guest vocal spot on the song Mama. So we have that to look forward to. She was famously close with her mother and does reference Mama. Interesting. I mainly know Liza Minnelli from Arrested Development. This was the first Christmas that we were home. Mm -hmm. So like, basically we were just looking for anything to fill the day of Christmas itself. Mm -hmm. And I just put on like, uh, what was it? Oh, we watched A Christmas Carol on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then... uh, I just was like, all right, let's see what YouTube serves up next. And it was a Judy Garland Christmas special. So I saw a very young Liza Minnelli with her mom there. I'm going to be, I think we should just start playing this because it's long. Uh, And I have, I have some more things to go through, but nothing crazy. Um, I also have a lot of tabs open. Okay. um, Which I'll get into. Um, Give me that album art. Let me share my screen. Hold on. I fucked it all up by Googling Liza Minnelli. It also somehow it tried to autocomplete for me. Hmm. Um, God, I I don't like this. If I'm being honest, oh, I haven't even told you my opinion oh, on sorry. this album. Yeah. Oh no, I I'm the one fucking running the show here. Okay, let's talk about the album art. I actually really like the writing of the the band name, even though it's just kind of like a it's it's like a scratchy. Mm-hmm. Johnny the homicidal maniac hot topic type of font deeply but there's something kind of cartoony like the yes. the sizes of the things I actually kind of like it I don't know why well do remember Gerard Way did go on to create comics that's right and uh, um what the fuck's his show oh we this, show. this did come up I don't remember what it was though uh Umbrella Academy oh that's right that's it that's it um beyond that the little skeleton parade guy. Eh. I th- so here's why I think I don't like it, which is tied to my thoughts on this album. I know the uh, song. Wait, welcome to the black parade. I don't know that I know any other songs on this album. Uh, like I said, this album came out in 2006. So I was already in college and I was a little out of punk and emo at this time. I also think I th- thought this was like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I don't calling go something ahead. the Black Parade and then having a skeleton guy lead the parade. It it just feels a little on the nose. It's also I think I thought it was definitely, and I think this is actually true, a little more goth than I ever mm. was. Um, it also all feels a little theater kid for me, which I was not, which is not to disparage that. Right. I just was not, uh, I, I didn't even like musicals. <laughs> you know, like uh, that was just like not my thing. And so I think like, I just kind of thought all of this was a little extra and right. not really my cup of tea. I mean, you heard, um, you heard Heather a second ago. She couldn't talk about Liza Minnelli pre arrested development. She does. She's not from this musical world. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know her as Buster's girlfriend. That's right. Lucille <laughs> uh, 2? That's right. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, I don't know. But I mean, like, I do know the song Welcome to the Black Parade. That song is iconic. Um, so I am curious what I'm going to think of this album. Oh, uh, our listeners can't hear this, but Heather just pulled an 8x10 off of her desk of Liza Minnelli as Lucille 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure did. Um, um, yeah, uh, it, I, I, there's got to be a million tattoos of that skeleton guy. I just wanted to say that. Probably. Um, probably also of their logo. But that logo, that's the other thing, too. That logo is so... Because this album was so fucking popular, mm-hmm. I feel like it was everywhere. It was on everything. And so I feel like there's like an oversaturation of that in my brain. And it was just never something I was into. And I I don't know. Right. So we'll fucking see how this goes. Let's. I love a parade. Let's do it. All right. Let's go. Oh, boy. Oh boy. <laughs> like, already super on the nose trying to use the hospital beeps i mean it's an opera you're right but if you were at a musical you're sitting the lights go down and you hear that first how do you not roll your eyes you're like okay all right um okay so okay i mean sounds theatrical I did like uh, that drum fill into the big yeah, swell. I did too. So I found an entire New York Times interactive about this album. What? Like, dude, from recently? Yeah. What's what's the what's the lead on this? What's the headline? Before and after the Black Parade. Okay. It came out in 2019. Was this like probably a reaction to Umbrella Academy? Uh, probably the tour. Oh, right. Okay. But it goes into, like, what the influences are for each song. Hmm. So it's saying, like, for this song specifically, um, they were inspired by classic character-driven rock albums like David Bowie's Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. Okay. Um, So that's one of the influences on this track. It's also saying... um, the opener to Pink Floyd and the Wall, which is referenced multiple times throughout this album. One of their videos I was reading is like a, the intro to it is a scene by scene remake of a Pink Floyd hmm. video. Um, hey, can I interject real quick? Go for it. This was a podcast about how I don't know music. I don't know. Oh, any- you don't know any of these things I'm saying? I don't know anything about Pink Floyd. I know. Oh, okay. I know Bowie. I can do Bowie. Okay. Um,. But that's a huge gap in my musical knowledge. See, I actually really was into Pink Floyd. So this, I'm I'm very familiar both with The Wall and Dark Side of the Moon. I think my dad really liked them. So I um, think I tried to do the sync up uh, with Dark Side. So lame. I, I have at least heard it. Yeah. Is uh, this the same song? I think this is the second song. No, this is a, so the first song was called The End. Okay. This one's called Dead. Oh. <laughs> So does it start with the character dying? Is that what's happening? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it starts with the character dying. I mean, there's just a lot happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, what were the influences for this one? Does it go track by track like mm-hmm. that? Aubrey? It sure does. Um, so it says... The Bridge of Dead reminded MCR of the Beatles' Baroque Landmark, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Cup Band. So the band broke out the tuba parts. Oh. Um, Electric Light Orchestra, Mr. Blue Sky. Uh, it borrows its springing gate from this top 40 hit. I can kind of hear that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the clangs are reminiscent, uh, reminiscent of the anvil sounds of Beatles' Maxwell Silver Hammer. I can hear that as well. Um... 
There's just, there's so many for every song. Hmm. Well, I oh, like this... all three of those songs that you've mentioned. Well, and this is interesting. It also says, um, though the Los Angeles emo band Say Anything didn't fulfill its initial intention of making a rock opera, which I think we talked about a little. That, yeah. initial, that album is a real boy. That was the intention of that album. Uh, it's influential second album is a real boy. Nonetheless, be MCR to the point. Oh, no. It's just saying that that was in the same genre. Okay. Oh, I see. Um, I do think it's funny that this song is named Dead. The song Gerard Way said in an unof- in the unofficial MCR biography, this song is it's about being dead and people not liking you. <laughs> hmm. Ay ay ay. That guitar solo briefly sounded like Woody Woodpecker's laugh. Hmm. Fair enough. <laughs> I like this way more than I expected, I will say, so far. Yeah, this is, is this a third song or is this the second one? Still the same song. This is kind of like a Hey Jude yeah. breakdown. Yeah, this is super poppy. This is what like 90s music sounded like on Top 40, I think. Yeah. I'm... I am surprised at how much I like this so far. Yeah, I don't. Not that I, I didn't expect to come into this hating it for the record. I thought I kind of thought this is what would happen. <laughs> but like, I've never heard these songs. So in which, your research, you didn't re-listen to the album? No, I felt like it would be uh, good if I came in cold. I like that. Do you think you've ever heard this album the whole way through? No, I don't. Um, Because I don't think at the time any of my friends were super into it either because they were all kind of in the same Mm -hmm. situation as me. Um, Do you know any songs off of this? I could not tell you the name of a single My Chemical Romance uh, song, including the ones that we listened to on the last album. I'm curious if once we get to the Black Parade, if if you'll know that one. Maybe. This, what, what year did you say? 2006? Mm-hmm. That was probably my peak of the only new music I would have heard was on Saturday Night Live because I'm in college at this point. I'm not driving anywhere. I wonder if they play. That seems insane that they would have. Did they play Saturday Night Live? The- I'm Googling it only because. Hold on. Uh, they played Saturday Night Live. Okay. So I did hear two of their songs. In 2006. Okay. Uh, it came up, it definitely came up at some point in my research, which is why I triggered it, because there's no way I would have fucking remembered that. Um, so I, I have heard two of the songs from this album 14 years ago, unless I fast forwarded through them. Okay, well, I did, well, in this Google, I did just find a headline that said, here's the MCR nod you probably missed in Pete Davidson's dot, dot, dot. So I'll just save that tab for later. Yeah, that, that's for you. <laughs> that's That's for me. So they were on an episode that John C. Riley hosted. Oh. All right. So at some point, we got to hear... Oh, I can't do a John C. Riley impression. <laughs> I don't know what exactly... The IMDb link that's coming up just says Saturday Night Live, John C. Riley slash My Chemical Romance, and it just says, directed by Don Roy King and Akiva, which oh. I love. Yeah, there was probably a digital short then. Yeah, probably. 
Ladies and gentlemen, my <laughs> chemical romance. Oh wait, they don't they didn't host. No. Musical guest. Just performed. Man, I haven't gotten uh, to break up my Don Pardo on the show before. Go ahead. I feel like you maybe definitely have. I think I do it to you all the time. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Okay, so this is the third song called This Is How I Disappear. Mm. Um I like that title. I don't love this breakdown. It's a little much for me. Yeah, this song's not doing much for me. Um, no, this is not for Ramsey. So, okay, but this makes sense. It's saying that the influences for this song are an Iron Maiden song, mm. a Slayer song. Um, this is the most adrenaline-charged song on the Black Parade. It was inspired by the seances that Harry Houdini and his wife conducted before their death. I love that. Cool. I do love that. Okay. I think I also... I'm seriously, I have so many tabs open for this album. <laughs> when you showed me the album art, I was also taking a, a peek at all the tabs. I'm not, yeah, I was not kidding. I have a lot of tabs. Because I have multiple things about the songs. But here, Okay, so actually, maybe I'll tell you why. So... A reason I haven't done this and a reason I did so much research. People, I mean, obviously it was a popular. People fucking love this album. The fandom for this band and this album specifically was so high. Sure. Uh, like people writing fan fiction about this wow. band. Like truly next level fandom. And I don't want to disparage that by any means. It's just like, so I just wasn't part of it. So I don't, was not familiar with <laughs> right, so I was right. like, I gotta do some research here. I think that's very noble, and I appreciate the extra effort. Well, it's another another element too is like men like the, certainly like this band too, but a lot of I, at least in my viewpoint of this band, I think a lot of their fans were girls, mm. and like that fandom is very often disparaged. It's like teen girl fandom. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I see. Yeah, you know, like uh, and it wasn't exclusively by any means. Definitely. I don't know. I would guess. I would guess their fandom leans female, but not exclusively. But so, like, that's definitely part of it as well. Um, Why do you think the that intensity is? of the fandom? I don't know. Uh, I couldn't tell you because I think I was the wrong age. Like, I think I was too old to like fully get this band. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's definitely teen angst. Like, this is clearly like a very. I think there's also a lot of lore around this album, around the story. Right. I think there's a lot to grasp onto with this album. So I think it makes sense. Right. You can, there's a whole narrative that can be spun out of it, but also probably not required to enjoy it, too. Like, you could listen to this as singles, I assume? Certainly. Also, they're hot guys. Hmm. Doesn't hurt. I will say um, the Wikipedia page you showed me didn't do a ton uh, for me. Gerard Way is not my not not my jam, but Frankie Arrow is pretty fucking hot. Hmm. Um, oh, another thing I think you would enjoy from my googling, uh, they wore marching band uniforms to perform Ooh. in black I, ones, I which do. is fucking cool. I do like a uniform on stage, but it looks like Gerard would start with a hospital gown on and take it off into the marching band uniform. This might be too deep into research. Did you, do you know if they would play this on tour straight through, like as a a piece? Ooh. 
That I don't know. I would be shocked if they did, only because they were definitely still playing songs off of other albums, I would guess. Mm. I'm sure they did that a few times, though, certainly. Right. Because they definitely seem like a band who would be thoughtful to that. Right. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this... Okay, so this is the fourth song. I didn't even notice that transition into the fourth <laughs> yeah. song. This, this one is called My Sharpest Lives. This is less abrasive than the Slayer-inspired yeah. one. I agree with that. Um, all right, so let's see what this interactive says about this one. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. It's saying... Um, it's influenced by Rocky Horror Time Warp. Uh, the beauty of that movie is self-expression. Huh. Gerard Way told Spin about the gender-bending proto-goth rock musical. All these characters rampant and totally free no matter what happens to them. They're going to end up dead, but they don't care. Um, Joy Division, I can. that makes sense. Misfits. Okay. Ramsey, this doesn't ring a bell for you? No. This, this is the Black Parade? This introduction is so iconic hmm. I, it's insane yeah i i don't know this at all <sighs> um, this, this song i don't even know how to express to you how popular this song is i also think my view is clearly skewed but um is this a song that you liked at the time since you didn't hear the album, did you hear this track? Yeah. This is probably the only song I knew okay. off this album. It's pretty epic. <laughs> uh, I like the bells. I can tell, like, as soon as I hear big ding-dongs in an album or in a track, yeah. that, like, it's going to blow up into something way bigger. Yeah. This song is, like, I, I don't even know. This song is was so, so, so popular. This is... I don't know if it's the band's most popular song. I would guess that it is. Um, but yeah, it's like the in, the first line is when I was a young boy, my father took me to the city seat to see a marching band, which is obviously playing into this whole metaphor. Yeah. Whatever that I mentioned earlier of death appearing to the person as their fondest memory. And this being his fondest memory, the patient's fondest memory. Everyone, please know I keep putting that in finger quotes. Yes. If you couldn't hear it. <laughs> uh, get ready th this sounds like oh sorry G no go oh, this song feels like a, an ending song like this is no. the ascension into heaven oh okay not anymore <laughs> um this song is this song is beloved hmm. I would say let's see what it says about these what the um that the was internet says about this song. a surprisingly long intro to get to this point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's saying influences for this song are the Juicy Fruits. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Heather had to pause to lip sync and bop her head yeah. to that moment. Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. I get it. Um, it's a hard knock life. <laughs> okay. Huh. Uh, Jesus of Suburbia by Green Day. I get. Yeah, that makes sense to me. It's the first single in the album's grand opus. Wait, what? The first single in the album's grand opus was made of 167 tracks? I don't wow. even know what that means. Like in the recording, all oh. those layers. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know what's a normal amount. I would guess five. 
I mean, um, yeah, if you're the Ramones five. Well, actually, they probably just did it live. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, the guitarist said, what, this is like our Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Is this, how long is this song then? Oh, great question. Five minutes. Okay. Over five minutes. It is the longest song on this album. I, when you were saying that this is like the iconic song, I was yes. really surprised by that intro, thinking that like that's what we're going to get here. No. Um, this part is cool. I like this part. Yeah. I think cut that intro. This part. Sounds like a fucking marching band for sure. Yeah. This reminds me of what um, Panic at the Disco became. This this reminds me of like High High Hopes or whatever. Yeah. Way before that though. Yeah. Listen to me. I'm um, a music expert. Go ahead. Do you want to hear a funny story about this song? More than anything. Friend of the show, Alex Mason, loves this song. And I was one time at his apartment. I think he was having a housewarming party or something. And I was in his bathroom, like, putting mascara on for said party. Okay. And uh, his landlords had installed a Bluetooth mirror slash speaker. Okay. And so I'm in the bathroom, like, putting mascara on. And he just starts playing the Black Parade in the bathroom. <laughs> Well, I'm in there. It was very funny. That is very funny. It's a, it's, a, it's a good prank. Is this how you learned that that speaker existed? Yeah. That's even better. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's good. great. That's good. <laughs> I I want that now. Yeah. This. I don't really have anything else to say about the song. This song is incredible. <laughs> I, I like that song. Yes. Um. I feel like this is going to be a... I, I already said this, but like this feels like a statement in the same way that like when I said that the cover of that American football album is just a stupid house. Oh, uh, cool. Where God. I, okay, I, go on. I, I, took, I took some heat on I Twitter. I fucking forgot about that take. <laughs> uh, cut the intro. I don't need that. Just get no. to the song. Also, think about it in... I'm saying this as though this is what I did. I was going to say, think about it in terms of the rock opera as though I've listened to any other songs on this album. I mean, like, uh, yes, I will appreciate it in that way, but as an album. I don't know, though. I feel like it it gives, it gives builds to mm-hmm. the payoff. I think that's probably true. This song sounds like Coldplay. Sorry, it sounded yeah. like Coldplay. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, let's see what the inspirations for this song were. Coldplay. It's not even a negative or positive. It's just a fact, in my opinion. Something about the way that he was just singing reminded me of Billy Corrigan, too. Oh, Smashing Pumpkins are a big influence for them. Hmm. So my research told me. Um, I didn't need any research. I'm just a music historian. Yeah. Yep, clearly. (laughs) Okay, hold on. I'm scrolling. Okay, I'm sorry. They, all, I'm sorry. I just got to a part where they said a Panic at the Disco song. Wait, My Chemical Romance made emo rock sound like movie musicals. Now, m- Disney musicals like Frozen Two sound like emo rock. That's true. I haven't seen Frozen Two. It's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I saw it in theaters. Ooh. I took my nieces. <laughs> um, okay, so this song is called "I Don't Love You." So. Well, you're, um, you're dead. True. 
Uh, influences. Creedence Clearwater Revival. Huh. I, have you ever seen The Rain? I don't hear that. I, I but... have. Okay. Heather just shut down. I watched the life go out of her eyes. <laughs> um, the Smith, please, please let me get what I want. I okay. I'm not hearing these ones as strong in this. Yeah. Like Smashing Pumpkins hey. today. Good job. I know this is your favorite game. Coldplay Yellow. Microphone. I did not read this beforehand. We're there were so too many smart. things. Wow, look at us. Wow. wow. I'm, I'm really, like, way overly proud I, of no, myself. No, that's impressive. <sighs> to be fair, it says Coldplay Yellow, which is very popular on TikTok right now, so I feel like it might be top of mind for me. Are people... Recently you taught me... Mm, that hasn't come out yet. Oh, no, that did come out. The uh, On the Don't Stop or We'll Die episode, you talked about oh, yeah. the, okay, I believe you being used oh, that's a good one to, are they doing a similar thing with Coldplay Yellow no they they uh it's very sincere and makes me uncomfortable huh. uh where it's like they'll say that things are their yellow in like a like uh, I don't know I don't like those ones right. to be honest that's weird. I hear this song I scroll um <laughs> it says Thursday is a influence on this one the day oh, the bands Also from a band from New Jersey. Um, this power ballad was written in the long stretch during of touring between Three Cheers for Revenge. Well, no shit. <laughs> Sorry, that was just like not a very informative factoid. Oh, watch out, old gray lady. Heather's taking you down. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> um, oh, this is interesting, though. It goes into... Um, all of the bands that like My Chemical Romance influenced, which like hmm. I would say a lot of the um, emo rap that's really popular right oh. now is very much influenced by My Chemical Romance. In this, they're specifically saying Lil Peep, okay. um, who definitely was very uh, influenced by My Chemical Romance. Does he do like big sweeping epic things? No, he just. Um, he, his songs were just like more not sweeping an epic like just emo rap I'm not gonna be good at describing right. emo rap but also R.I.P um, oh I forgot about that it's hard to keep track of um, I was talking about Juice World as well oh my god I forgot fucking Juice World died too Jesus Christ is, is Juice, um, Juice World with another emo rapper yeah um yeah. Jeez. Okay, I'm going to scroll past this part of all these dead people <laughs> uh, to, to go back to listening to this album about a dead person. Um, <laughs> it's almost like some sort of parade of, of death. Yikes. Okay. This one is called House of Wolves. This one is, is a very dumb thing to say, but I feel like this one sounds like my chemical romance. Like, this sounds huh. like what I expect them to sound like. Okay. Oh, this is fun though. It's saying the influences are like so. I don't, Benny Goodman and his orchestra, so what? like a big ba- a big band thing, oh, which I kind of hear. Like there's like a swing feel. beat. Yep. Yeah, I hear it now. Yeah, there's like a yeah, like a swing beat. I feel like. Yep. Yeah, it's almost swing revivaly. Yeah, but then also Kiss, Detroit Rock City, which I kind of okay. This makes sense to me, especially the drums. I like this. 
Are these all like from the band? These influence, or is this the New York Times editorializing? I think it's a little of both because there's quotes in here about some of them as well from the band members. Mm. And Maggie Haberman wrote this episode, this article. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> How the fuck do they get an interactive? That's crazy. Like I have worked in media for so long. I know how hard it is to get a fucking interactive approved and the resources. Granted, this one is pretty simple. Right. But like, like if, look, if I, if I worked at the New York times every five years, I would be pitching, Hey, it's the 30th anniversary of they might be Giants flood. What if we did an interactive? So I get it. There's probably just like, somebody on staff. there really pushing for it. But the, like you have to get the tech team involved for an interactive. <laughs> that part I can't speak to. I know that's true. But wouldn't a uh, wouldn't a tech team also be into MCR? Maybe they could be the right age. Yeah, you're right. It's possible. I don't know. I'm sh- I'm shook that this article exists. That's what I'm telling you. Let's take a quick pause here and envision a house that wolves live in. It's called a den. <laughs> or what if they took over that house of bricks? They got in there. Ate those pigs, mm-hmm. and now they live in a house. That's what that's what I'm saying. That's what that song's about. I feel like they would keep upkeep it better than the pigs would. Pigs are notoriously messy. Ooh, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this piano intro is pretty. The song is called Cancer. <laughs> you couldn't let me have it for another second. Oh, um, that's funny. I believe that's what the patient died of. Yeah, um, I believe that came up in your research. I think so. I don't love the vocal on this. No, I am not loving it's, this one. It's awfully theatrical. It, this, this is, I think, what I thought the whole mm. album was and why I never listened to it. Right. Because I do not like this i haven't super clearly heard any of the lyrics on this song but they are sung in a way that makes me think they were all kinds of away messages and tattoos oh i just clicked over the lyrics so let's find out all right i'm not a perfect person um lyrics turn away if you could get me a drink of water because my lips are chapped and faded okay. call my aunt mary so help her gather my things i'm so far i'm really wrong and bury me in my favorite colors. Mm, okay. That's, a, that's that one, I think yep. so. Uh, my sisters and brothers still, I will not kiss you because the hardest part of this is leaving you. I feel like the hardest yeah. part of this is leaving you. That's a senior year quote oh, right yeah. there, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I like this part. I like when the guitar came in. I still don't love this. I, I have embraced this as a musical. I'm picturing it okay. as a cast recording. And sure. I can buy into it more that way. Oh, also, the guy who produced this produced the uh, film soundtrack for the movie Rent. Okay. I don't know. That was just a fun fact. He actually did a bunch of film things as well. Hmm. That's the one that Cory Booker's girlfriend is in, right? Yeah. But yeah, the main thing she's known for, <laughs> dating Cory Booker. I know her best as a character in The Mandalorian. Yeah, I know her best as going to Biden's inauguration. Oh, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, they, she was there. Uh, no, I love Rosario Dawson. Um, okay, this... Oh, 
This is the Liza Minnelli song. Very intrigued. So this is called Mommy. Mama. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. Sorry, Judy. I know this song. I've heard this one. Is that an acoustic or an electric guitar? I can't really tell. I think acoustic. I, it's something weird. Or it has a weird filter on it. Yeah. Oh, this is funny. It says one of the influences on this is the Doors uh, Alabama song, which is like, that's the one that's like, show me the way to the next whiskey bar, which is okay. kind of that same. Yeah. Like kind of a. I, I think of that as like a jazz bar or like a uh, saloon song. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of jaunty. Yep. I don't like xylophone in a rock song. Yeah. Feels a little too cute. What if it's a song about a marching band? That's the maybe the only exception. Yeah. Yeah. Mama. This, <laughs> this campy melodramatic piece of goth cabaret features Broadway's own kinetic queen. I love those guys, Manelli told <laughs> the Times in 2006. That's so cute. That is cute. They are so much fun, but truly professional. And Gerard's musical knowledge knocked my socks off. I'm honestly dead. That's the cutest thing that I've is, ever read. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can hear it in my head, and it's like, but it, it's followed up. So it's like, knocked my socks off. Buster! <laughs> yeah. I can't not hear it. No. Um, I really don't like this. I, I just want to hear Liza. I'm really intrigued what that's going to be. Let me turn this up on your side. <laughs> oh, I can't. It's already all the way up there. Here we go. I really... I'm waiting for it. Yeah, get in here. Oh, do you think she's Mama? I think so. I didn't put that together. I only think of her as a daughter. Mm. <laughs> Did she have kids? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I like this breakdown. Mm, I don't. Ugh. This song started as a joke among the band. The crew made bets that the, they couldn't write a polka in their own style. Okay, that's that's interesting. I don't know. That's if, fun. Yeah. I don't know what makes it a polka. I guess just the rhythm. I love it. <laughs> it honestly okay. fits in really well. Yep. And that was definitely a polka at that moment. Yeah. I heard it there. It's kind of cool. All right. I'm not mad at it. I will say I was never expecting Liza Minnelli to show up on, on any this of podcast. these. podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is not a thing I often say on this podcast, but like, the production on this is insane. Yeah. 
This is huge. I don't love this, but... Was that just guitar feedback, or was the hospital beeps coming back in? I think it was just feedback. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't heard these this sound yet on this album. This feels like what I was expecting. Oh, on this album, yeah. yeah. I, I thought you meant on this podcast, and I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I wonder how much money they made on that bet. Hmm. Probably $10 a piece. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like a low stakes bet. Uh, I don't know. If I'm putting a polka... I, not only did I write the polka in my style, it's going on the album. I think it's more than 10 bucks. Yeah, but they didn't say it had to go on the album. I know, but... It just turned out so good. Hmm. I think it's $100, but it's split among the band. All right. Okay. This song is called Sleep. Okay. This sounds like an opera. This? Like, this sounds... I don't know. I'm going to predict an influence right now. Go for it. Oasis. Okay. Um... Uh, Black Flag. I don't hear that no. currently, but that we're also very short, not very far into the song. I also don't know anything about Black Flag besides the logo. Fair enough. Uh, Toto. Okay. Oh, this is interesting. Gerard Way loves Toto's lush, dreamy soundscape for David Lynch's 84 version of Dune hmm. for its mix of rock sound and orchestral, orchestral theory. That's cool. Interesting. Jawbreaker. Hmm. Um, AFI, interesting. Ooh, okay, so this is about the Haunted Mansion. To write the Black Parade, the band hold up in at Paramore Estates, the former home of the silent film star Antonio Moreno and his wife, and oil heiress Daisy Canfield Danzinger. Rumor has it her ghost still frequents the halls, and indeed, the band said they experienced some strange stuff, slamming doors, faucets turning themselves on, a sighting of a lady in white, hmm. in a white dress, and a mysteriously moist bathtub. Ew, what? <laughs> what? Uh, like, anyways. Uh, anxiety drove Gerard Way to sleep terrors and nightmares and experience, he detailed, uh, in the recording, the open sleep. Wow. So that's what that talking oh, okay. was at the beginning. Um, I just changed my Twitter bio to Mysteriously Moist, by the way. <laughs> Great. Mysteriously Moist bathtub. <laughs> but, like, I don't know why a bathtub would be mysteriously moist. Like, there's water there. Yeah, what's the mystery, Sherlock? <laughs> I'm very confused. Um, fascinating. Heather, important question for you. Go on. Do you believe in ghosts? Okay. Have we not talked about this on this podcast? Uh, I don't know. Okay, so I don't know. I feel like I I truly don't know. I think I could be actually don't think I could be persuaded in either direction. Oh, interesting. Uh like I would have to see a ghost to believe that there were ghosts. Um I don't I don't think so I really like, believe. It it doesn't matter how how certain I was that I saw a ghost, you would not believe it. Yeah, but I don't... Yes. It needs to be but, you. But... 
But I don't think I would. This doesn't make sense. But because I, I was going to say, I don't think I would not believe you. Okay. But I don't think that would persuade my. I believe you think opinion. you saw a ghost. Yeah. Okay. Do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely not. So this is my thing. I don't. Like, I don't think I believe in a ghost, like, floating around going, like, woo! Uh, <laughs> okay. Like, I don't think that is real. I believe they can talk, though. But, like, do I believe in, like... I actually think I maybe just believe in aliens, because I was about to say, like, paranormal, but I feel like maybe I just... Well, no, but paranormal is ghosts, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would fit in there. I believe there are paranormal things. Is it a ghost? I don't know. Okay. No, this is what happens when you grow up listening to Blink-182. Yes. Yeah. Um, I also did go to Marfa to see the Marfa lights, which are... Oh, that's right. Who knows what? Yeah. It's probably heat changes in the desert. <laughs> it could be. It could be. It could be. Aliens it could too. be. Who knows? Um, yeah, I might just believe in aliens. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I do believe aliens are real. <laughs> I don't know if I believe they're little green men. I know this song also. Uh... Alien, yeah, sorry. Ghosts are one where it's like I definitively don't believe in them, uh, and I think they're usually just coincidental, coincidental things that are happening. But with aliens, I'm like I don't have enough data to rule that out completely. So I, I think actually, I think I might think that ghosts aren't real, but I feel like there are paranormal things. But I don't know that I believe it's a ghost. We got there. Okay. That's where I think right. my opinion is. And I do think aliens exist, but I don't know that it's like a little guy who flies a spaceship. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that that, but there's certainly life on other planets in some form. I do believe aliens exist. I don't think they're little green guys. I think they are guys in sheets with holes cut out of them. I don't oh, know it doesn't okay. make sense, but that's what I believe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I do. I know this song. This song is also popular. What? This song is called Teenagers. Okay. Um, you think it was popular because people were like, that's what I am. That's nah, cause it's like a banger. <laughs> Just wait. Okay. It's great. Oh wow. Uh, this is a very like kind of old timey feel to it. Yeah. Uh Yeah, there's a kick line going on the back of the stage, I think, in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but also still feels weirdly modern. Yep. I don't know. Like that doesn't that assessment doesn't make a ton of sense, but like, I feel like some of the other songs have like played into being like a polka or a little more old timey. But this one, this feels know. like a ZZ Top guitar solo for some reason. Yeah. Oh, this also is definitely a way message. So the chorus is, they said all teenagers scare the living shit out of me. They could care less as long as someone will bleed. Whoa. I don't know. Man, th- there is something really satisfying about that. Ba-da-da-da. It's true. That's got to be real fun to sing. I think that's why this song was popular. I don't even know if this was a single necessarily, mm. but like, I feel like it's just, it's a fun sing-along. I want, in, in my version of this stage show, somebody tosses out a straw boater and a cane, and he's just doing a little dance, lifting the hat off of his head what the guy on the cover's doing yeah oh right <laughs> um i love it okay that was well it's that was a fun song but that song that song almost didn't fit on our record but it's a topic that's so important to our culture it's 
about a really big problem in America where kids are killing kids. The only thing I learned in high school is that people are very violent and territorial, which is fucking true. Bad, um, bad teachers. True. Um, okay. This song is called Disenchanted. Okay. This is from the Disney movie Disenchanted? This is the penultimate song. Okay. This is the 11 o'clock number. Uh, influences on this song. Blur. Okay. Oasis. Uh, we got there. Uh, I can Oh, interesting. Can yeah. They were playing an earlier version of this ballad as part of their three triers for Sweet Revenge Tour. So this song was a little earlier. Hmm. I kind of lost the thread of the narrative. Like, I don't know what's happening in this in the patient's life at this stage. Well, he's dead. I, I mean, afterlife. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ride that symbol. Alright, that's... I can feel that one. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like this yeah. one. I like the harmonies. I like that big moment into the chorus. This is far poppier than I thought it was going to be. The album overall or this song? The album overall. I would agree with that. This song, I, 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 we talked about a little earlier about like the songs being individual tracks, right? Which obviously, plenty of them existed as solo tracks, but this one specifically feels like it could exist on its own very well. Yeah, I felt the way that way about the last one too. Yeah. I also like, to your point, I've also definitely lost the thread, but there's also there's so much happening mm-hmm. at once, right? And, and have, this is my first time listening to it. And you have so many tabs open. I've closed a couple because I got all the info I needed out of them. Good. Said something about a hospital stay. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to throw a real, even though you went oh. through the influences already. Go ahead. I'm going to throw Ario Speedwagon in here. Oh, I, I buy that. Uh, a lot... The chorus is, you're just a sad song with nothing to say. It's a good lyric. Yeah, that's a good burn. Yes, good. And I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah. That yell got a little guttural at the beginning. What? (laughs) It's like some future islands gravelly in there. <laughs> Is he saying? I, oh, sad. So, just a sad song. I thought it was seance that last time. No. Um, I honestly like this one a lot. Actually. I do too. This might be my favorite so far. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah. It does kind of feel penultimate. So it, it, like really it feels does. like it's building to an end. Yep. 
based on track length, do you think the last song is more of an outro or an actual song? Well, I'm confused because there's also a, a hidden track. Mm. But it says it as a separate track. I see. Um, and no, it looks like it's a real song. Okay. That's so- I, I like this one yeah. a lot, actually. Uh, I noticed, I don't remember what the album was now. I noticed another Spotify labeling something as a hidden track at the end, which is something that has come up on this show a lot. I'd rather them label it than you just be surprised by that dumbass Green Day song. It was all by myself. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. This is the technical last song. Mm-hmm. Called Famous Last Words. Good title for a last song. It is a good title. I didn't love that. Yeah, that is... Why is he pronouncing it like what that? What word was that? Heart, I assume. That's odd. Yeah, it's almost like he forgot how to... S- hard? I'm just seeing this for the first time. I think it's hard? <laughs> that was part. Huh. Somebody, like, tickle him? I don't know. That was... That was odd. I like this song, minus that weird huh. <laughs> pronunciation. This is a little too 70s rock for me, I think. That's fair. Influences. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, that's exactly what I was hearing. Lifetime. What is that? A New, Jer- a New Jersey band that okay. you're not familiar with. Uh, Midtown, who we've done on mm-hmm. the podcast. Uh... Oh, I know this song. I like this part. This is okay. Yeah, I do know this song. I think, okay, to be fair, song might be overstating it. I know this chorus. There was a whole thing where people protest this album because they said it was like promoting suicide. Oh. Um, which is definitely not the case. Um, like this chorus alone is I'm not afraid to keep on living. I'm not afraid to walk this world alone. Honey, if you stay, you'll be forgiven. Nothing can stop me from going home. But like, I, this album is not about suicide. Yeah, it's, it's about, like about cancer. It's in the track yeah. name. Yeah. Parents. Get off our back, you Chipper don't, Gore. You don't get us. It was actually in the UK, weirdly. Oh, interesting. It was like a Daily Mail. Um agenda i was surprised at how big the parental advisory logo was on the album art you showed me yeah very large wow the hidden track actually does have a whole section on this times thing Hmm. i like this this in this does feel like a closer yeah like it feels like we're wrapping everything up full cast on stage yeah so we're gonna write this musical I mean, I think it's already written. <laughs> but also, even this chorus, like, obviously we said we're not, like, fully following the story here at this point. But, like, like I was saying, like, the the chorus feels like it's, like, tying a bow around everything. Right. I don't know. Ooh, no. I don't love that no, part either. No. I mean, when, when we come on as producers, we've, we've got some notes. Yeah. Heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, my main note. That's not how that word is pronounced. <laughs> this is a good ending. Okay. Oh, okay, so the the cables are like attached. He's starting to be lifted <laughs> into the sky. Go in the air? Yep. Why is he leaving the ground? Uh, the power of wanting to be returned to Earth. Oh. Oh, this is after he's been going through his life on Earth and reliving, and now mm-hmm. he's like, I well, I'm, I'm now at peace. Yep. My ghost will go back to heaven. See ya, mama. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This feels like an ending. This one isn't my favorite, but I get it. First, I must moisten the bathtub. Then, I'll go to heaven. Ew. Wow, this, this is big. It is. It's 167 tracks, as we learned. So many. It's a lot. I feel like I hear at least a hundred. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was I was air counting for the listener. I wonder how they did this live. Um, like they had to have had other people. Yeah. Than just like the five guys. Or just a tape. I feel like no, they must have had other people. I mean, when you but so- still, yeah, they sold that many albums they can afford. Yeah. There's a fucking organ. Yeah. Um, that was it. That was the Black Parade. Oh, what's the hidden track? Oh, right. There we go. Hold on. It's starting. Okay. I got dis- I got confused with what track we were on. Okay. Is there a name for it? Or is it- it's called Blood. <laughs> it's called Blood? Sorry, I spit on my laptop because I was laughing so hard at it just being called Blood. <laughs> Yeah, so it's playing for the record. Is there sound? No. Okay. <laughs> There's not. Okay. Let me just slowly skip ahead here. Yep, yep. How long is this track? Three minutes. <laughs> Skipping. What are we at now? I'm at one. Oh! Oh! This sounds like ELO. Ooh! Influences. I'm Henry VIII. Oh. Beatles when I'm 64. Oh, it's that kind of song. Queen, Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. Okay. Uh, My come quotes, the curtains close with a hidden track. A a jaunty, ironic, metatextual number Mm. in the British music hall tradition. It pokes gentle fun at the years when MCR was photographed in fake blood. Okay, honestly, I love that. Okay, all right. I love that. That's cute. (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) I I really like the production on this. Making it sound old-timey. I like it. Yeah. It's also like... I think it... It might actually make me like the whole album huh. more because it's like to end it with this song, you're not actually taking it as right. seriously as it may come off. You know right. what I mean? Yes, that's a good, really good point. Can you indulge me for one second? 
Of course. Um, will you play friend of the show's uh, Don't Stop or We'll Die's so- uh-huh. song called Blood just for like 30 or 20 seconds? This is what I was expecting it to sound like. I'm sorry, I'm just laughing at the cover alone. <laughs> this sounds not too far off. Right? Let's just get a couple lyrics in. Sorry. Yeah. Please. <laughs> oh, I forgot there's another eight bars. It's not that dissimilar. No. This is this is the same thing. It's the same song. fucking god yep it's the same thing (laughs) go insane (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) it just repeats from here (laughs) oh it was good So, this parade sure was black. This is a parade I would attend again. Hmm. <laughs> or I would go to, I would go to next year. I feel like parades are a once a year occurrence. Uh, yes, I think that's fair. I would not be picking up any candy thrown at this parade. I do love a parade. Mm-hmm. In general. Sure. I grew up in a very small town, and we had a really good 4th of July parade. I also grew up in a very small town. We were the county seat, and our 4th of July parade brought all of the fireworks from all of the Ooh. surrounding towns. Or I said Ooh. I said fireworks, I meant fire trucks. Oh, I was excited. I was more excited about fireworks, if I'm going to be honest. I Less excited about fire trucks. We also were like the fireworks destination. but w- I think we were as well. Did you get candy? That was the big thing about a parade for us. Yes, of course we got candy okay. thrown at you. Yeah, it was the best. Were you ever in the parade? Uh, I think I was when I was a cheerleader. Mm. But I was not in the parade that many times. I Were you in the parade? I was in the parade. Uh, our school, my I went to a small Catholic school in elementary mm-hmm. grades, and we had a float in that. I believe that's it. I've never been on a float. I don't think I've ever been on by a float. By float, I mean a trailer pulled by a truck that has... Obviously. Some sort of thing. Also, pulled by a truck. What are you, fancy? Not a tractor? Mm, uh, too slow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, parades are not fast. <laughs> Some, sometimes you got to make up some distance. Uh, our floats were like neighborhoods would do them. Ooh. Or like churches. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe I did one with my churches at some point. Anyways. Do you think fans of MCR will be mad that we're talking about actual parades now? No, I bet they like parades too. Who the fuck doesn't like a parade? Good point. Who doesn't like a parade? Okay. What is your opinion on this black parade, though? I, I'm i not 100% sure. There were definitely songs yeah. I did like. There were yes, definitely same. songs I hated. Also um, same. <laughs> I was surprised. You, you said it so well on that Blood song. Like, that really did. There was a sense of humor behind it. Yes. But it wasn't so serious. Mm-hmm. I think bringing Liza Minnelli in yes. is such a cool move that, like... 
writing that polka song is a joke <laughs> like yep yep um there was a lot to like about it more yeah. than i thought i was gonna from a from an album called the black parade that sounds like something i would absolutely detest yeah i agree like i i agree i there was a lot more to like about it than i thought i would like mm-hmm. um i do still think my assessment of it being a theater kid thing is accurate yeah but with like you know there were individual songs i like so much and like there was a levity to it like they they it wasn't so self-serious which i think is what i thought going in which makes me like it a little yep. bit more i just don't like things that are like we are writing the greatest rock opera ever. like that makes me fucking hate you like i right. can't there's just like too much for me um you, i overall liked it you mentioned that you don't like musicals but you do like some musicals. I like some. I'm not like a musical hater by mm-hmm. n- by any stretch, but like is I know a case? very limited amount. Has that always been the case that you like, or has your acceptance of some musicals been a more recent thing? Have you grown? No, actually, I've probably less. I've probably gotten I've grown less. Uh, what's the opposite of growing? Shrunk. You uh, shrunk <laughs> because my high school best friend, who you know, mm-hmm. loves musicals. And Abba, so basically you're the same person. Mm-hmm. Uh, love Sondheim and Abba. So <laughs> uh, I mainly know musicals because of her, which was a lot of like what we would listen to in high school. And I think my knowledge of musicals stopped when I turned 18. We're still friends, but she's oh, yeah. just not making me listen to musicals. Yeah. She's not driving you around much. with uh, cast recordings as well. Uh, yeah, so mainly the musicals that I know well are rent oklahoma um Hmm. joseph um you know in his amazing technicolor dream coat you nailed it i don't know what other musicals i really know i think we've talked about into the woods at some point i don't really know into the woods what are their sondheim musicals um the big ones are like sunday in the park with george company no uh, assassins west side story Oh, yeah, I know West Side Story. Gypsy. Uh-uh. She must listen to those without me, because I don't know any of those. <laughs> I, I'm familiar with their existence, but yeah. I, I don't know those. Um, Rent was the big one, but also, like, that makes sense. Like, yeah, of, right. of all musicals I would like, of course, I fucking like Rent. Um, For sure. <laughs> like, oh, come on. So uh, there's... there's- two other mcr albums that i haven't heard is that accurate yeah there's the their very first one and their most recent one which i've i've never heard either of them okay um i've heard half of their output same (laughs) that's crazy uh yeah it is crazy though that they only have four albums for being such a gigantic band but it was i mean it was mainly this album yeah like this is a band that i definitely knew of at the time i just absolutely listen to them so like that's something it is yeah they were fucking huge um I'm still not going to watch Umbrella Academy, uh, mm. but good good for you, Gerard Way. I will say that there is a song from They Might Be Giants Flood in that first episode. Not Still not watching it. <laughs> okay. Let the shot. It's about superheroes, right? Yeah. Not for, not for me. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. I don't... I, I, we know. I watched an episode and it didn't really feel like it was for me either. I don't... People love that a lot. And I've... <laughs> I don't fucking like superhero shit. As we know, I don't even know who all the Avengers are. We'll get there. When they all have their own movie that I yeah, can name. That's right. Wait, who's Wanda? <laughs> Interesting, <Sorry. laughs> yes. Um, within the comics, she is the daughter of Magneto, the X-Men villain. It's not Avengers? But she is an Avenger. 
home. All right. We got to end this podcast. I'm getting frustrated with this already. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know X-Men and Avengers were in the same fucking universe. Oh, they're all in the Marvel universe here. Yep. It's... Oh, MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, so they aren't in the God. Marvel Cinematic Universe yet because Fox owned the movie rights and Disney owned the, everybody else. But now Disney has everything. So maybe soon. I'm keep a... your eyes peeled. I'm gonna go kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the Daily Mail was right. <laughs> oh yeah, no, except it was the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not My Chemical Romance. It was MCU, not MCR. <laughs> <laughs> not when I'm done editing. <laughs> uh, Ramsey, where can people find you online? Twitter. At Great. Ramsey, ESS, Heather. <laughs> Twitter.com. Uh, at Heather Shea, S H A E. Leave us a review. Go check out our playlists. Uh, and you can also suggest albums, um, like the five people who suggested this one. Thank you mm-hmm. for doing that. Um, sorry it took us so long. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to do some research. Uh, leave a review like Jacob Tender, and you'll get a shout out, just like Jacob Tender. He only gave us four stars. He said the sound quality was poor, but we fixed that because of uh, he left that while we were early in. Uh, and now I have a new microphone. His last line is, someone get Heather a new microphone. We did. <laughs> that someone was us. We got it. Guys, it was hard pivoting to during COVID. <laughs> and also, we didn't think we needed to invest. We thought we might be. We thought it was two weeks <laughs> together. <by now. laughs> oh, but now I have a new microphone and I screamed into it during this episode. So have fun editing that Ramsey. I will do my best. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.